Welcome back to your best year starts here. Here. Right here. Now. Right here, right now. Yeah. I can hear a song. <laughs> There's a song that comes like that. I, isn't I just know in the podcast, Neil, you'll be in your element doing a bit of <laughs> bit of editing going on here for that bit, won't you? Uh, probably not, actually, because like I, 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 I bet think, you will. I think there'll be some copyright issues around that, so we might not. Well, I think we'll have to we do it ourselves. Not. Right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> but but that goes back to you know it starts right here and right now because that's where we are. And one of the things that I've realised, because I get asked a lot of times, how did I actually start my speaking business? And how did I really get going? And ironically, I was at a wedding of a cousin I didn't really want to go to. I hope he's not hearing this, by the way. Um, And I met somebody, and really my whole business started with one conversation. Which is really interesting because I'm hosting the One Conversation Away Summit. So let's talk about that conversation right here. Right now. Absolutely. So what was that conversation? How did it happen? So apparently when I was two years old and I lived in South London, my next door neighbour was my Sunday class teacher and fast forward 30 plus years, he ran an organisation called the Academy for Chief Executives. And my father said to Brian, you should meet my son. He does something that I think you do something like. I wasn't quite sure what I did and what he did. And I was very blessed because of this one conversation my father had with Brian Churnett, who has been one of my best, biggest supporters ever and was the founder of the Academy for Chief Executives. He allowed me to speak at one of his groups. Because I spoke at one of his groups, my business snowballed and went so much faster because I was given an opportunity to speak at virtually the highest level. I was then awarded Speaker of the Year a couple of times from them. But it all started with one conversation. You know, when you look at your your social life, you look at your marriage, it started presumably with one conversation. Absolutely. And I, you know, I, a couple of things to say on this one. Um, one is, you know, I think it's... A lot of people talk about how we make like one decision and that one decision makes a huge impact provided we act on it, right? But it's very often a conversation that happens that precedes that decision. You know, someone says something to us and it makes us go, I need to go and do this or I'm never going to do that or, you know, whatever it is, there's something that's been triggered. And, I, and I'm a big, big believer that we hear things and then we choose what we do with them. But depending on what decision we make, you know, it's very often that conversation that triggers something. Now, you say about having been a, a, a wedding when you had that conversation? Literally half a mile from this house. Okay. Now, I was at a wedding um, about 20 years ago. Well, hold on. We weren't at the same wedding, were we? You, no. And you're not my cousin, are you? No. Okay, that's no. fine. But I was at a wedding about 20 years ago um, where I gave the best man speech. And there was Hold some. On, wasn't it the same wedding for the cousin I don't really like? No, it's a different wedding. Okay, it's fine, all right. Okay. It's all right. But but I gave a best man speech, and um, actually, a family member that was there said, That was brilliant. Like, you should do that for a living. You know, and he actually gave suggestions of me potentially becoming a speaker. But who I was at that point in time, my, my little voice in my head said, You couldn't. 
You know, they're going to laugh at you, and and how are people going to judge you? And and you're, and and you're really, not good enough. And, and that's interesting because that's the one conversation you had internally, which is what I talk about: the internal coach and the internal commentator. So it's not just the one conversation, I guess, that we have externally. It's also the one conversation we have internally. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think it's also the the conversations that spin off from the one conversation. So you know, we have the one conversation. It maybe gives us an idea, and we go, "That's a great idea." But depending on who else is in our lives, when we tell them about it, they're like, hey, "Yeah, right. Who do you think you are?" You know. Or they'll be our encourage. They'll encourage us. They'll be our supporters. But depending on who you speak to and what you say. But here's the other thing. I think 20 years ago when I had that conversation, I hadn't really got my head around the fact that this could be a career. You know, so there's someone saying it to me. I'm like, I don't know how that works. Yeah, I was looking at what my life was like at the time and I couldn't see how I could transition from one thing to the other. Little did I know that 20 years later, it would be a big chunk of what I do. But, you know, in that moment, it was like, nah, I'd love to, but I I can't even begin to understand how. And you also went the route of, I can't see how it could happen instead of somebody's seen something in me. So it is a possibility. So which goes back to decide on the what and the how will show up. Absolutely. Instead of, because I can't see it right now, let's wait till it feels more comfortable. Absolutely. Which is what we all do, by the way. Yeah. Um, You know, we'll, we'll go back to picking up on your conversation in a sec, but for me... The other thing that's interesting is, and I think this is probably part of it, was at school, I was always the kid that was being told, sit down and shut up. Sit down, shut up, sit down, shut up, sit down, shut up. And although I wanted to stand up and speak up, I'd be told to sit down and shut up. So did you think your name was shut up when you were 11? Because I thought my (laughs) name was stop it. Until I was about 11 years old, until I realised I did have another name when I went to secondary school. But until I was 11, I thought my name was stop it. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I... I kind of got into a few bits of trouble at school, but a lot of it was because I, I liked to talk. I, was it because you were to late? Speak. <laughs> I did have a detention once for being late. So, yeah. Um, and instantly in my secondary school, you got a detention for being late after you were late. I think it was either 10 or 20 times. So it's not like I only did it once. So, yeah. Or twice or three times <laughs> yeah. in this case. So, you know, but um, uh, what was I saying before you distracted me? See, my brain's gone off in a different direction. Yeah. I was told to sit down, shut up and all that kind of stuff. I had a school report that says Neil has the ability to go to university, but is more likely to go to prison. You know, I, I wasn't being given necessarily the support that would have driven me to do what I now do. But that said, um, there was always a rebellious streak in me. And I think that's actually what led to me doing what I now do. It was like, actually, you tell me I'm going to do something. I'll show you I can do the opposite if it's what I really want to do. And I think for me in terms of, speaking professionally I had to reach a point in my life where I accepted myself enough to stand up as myself and this goes back to something we're talking about a couple of episodes ago you know I'm not standing up with a mask on pretending to be something I'm standing up as myself and if I'm in my truth no matter what you say to me I already know what the truth is anyway so I got to a point where I don't care if I get criticism for what I do that's the difference but I used to be so focused on how people would judge me that I wouldn't do it. It's funny. One of the golden rules of success that I teach is don't take anything personally. And the minute I say that, people go, yeah, but what happens if it's negative feedback? But I say it's also positive feedback. So when somebody tells you you've done a fantastic job, maybe they haven't heard it better yet. Yeah. And when they, someone tells you you haven't done a good enough job, 
maybe it's their own stuff they're really talking about. So you need to be really careful when you listen to other people's encouragement or discouragement because you don't know the space they're in. The only space you know you're in is the space you're actually in yourself. Absolutely. Which is why that conversation you have with yourself has to be inspiring or empowering or it's to look at what's the truth. And most of us don't know what the truth is. As, as a point there, actually, there's a brilliant book that I love, and you may have read this as well, called The Four Agreements. That's where it comes from. Yeah. So, you know, anyone that hasn't read that book that's listening to this or watching this, highly recommend you go and read that book. You know, and that book basically talks about not taking things personal, being impeccable with your word, you know, always trying your best, and not making assumptions. Not, I don't think it's in that order, but those are the four things, right? Um and I think if you apply that, and sometimes it's easier said than done, but I think if you can apply that in your life, your life gets better. And we have a fifth agreement called TTTTF, tell the total truth faster. And that's internally as well as externally. So if you follow the five agreements, there's a chance of your life working. So when you have that one conversation, you, you know you're in integrity and you know that the people you're listening to know your truth. If you don't have that conversation and you don't follow the agreements, what happens is you just go where the wind takes you. Yeah. So what one conversation have you had recently that's changed your your wind, that's changed your sails to go in a different direction? We all have them, right? Well, what's yours? Mine? Yeah. Oh, there's been several. There's been several. I mean, I think one of my, it's funny, um, this isn't recent, this is a few years back, but I was saying to somebody, I was saying to somebody recently, you know, how about how conversations with almost no words can change your life. So for example, there's been twice in my life where I've heard a very, very short sentence that's been life changing and it's gone, Neil, I'm pregnant. You know, that is a life changing sentence and it's got three words in it, right? Um, in terms of more recent things, well, you know, my life took a different direction towards the back end of last year because of some conversations. You know, I decided to leave my own business and, and do something slightly different. Um, I also had a conversation with this guy called Nigel, you know, when we shared a stage together and mentioned I was thinking of starting a podcast and he was like, ooh, maybe we should do it together. And that's what's led to, and, you know, and there's always these things happening, aren't there? There's always these little conversations that, can become the, the the beginning of something so much bigger. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But that's why, going back to the question from last episode with Ben, you have to have space in your diary to start doing something about these conversations because otherwise they just drift and they drift and they drift and then you think there's no momentum to them. So, you know, if you take one action every single day and you do maximum oomph to that activity... We call it the 100 mile an hour club. So if you look at one action with a lot of oomph, that one conversation and you put energy behind it, there's a chance of success. So my concept of that is what we call the 211 versus 212 club. So if you watch a kettle boil, the second before it boils, it gets to 211 degrees. When water boils, it, it's at 212 degrees. That one degree difference makes energy, sorry, creates steam. Steam creates energy and energy creates motion. You have to decide what that one degree shift is, what that one conversation is, that one person who can add value in your life and do something with it. If you do nothing with it, 
all that happens is you've just got more ideas floating in your head and it just becomes like a pressure cooker. There's so much going on, your head explodes in the end. So remember, when all is said and done, much more is said said than than done. done. So for everyone listening to this podcast, what's the one conversation you need to have? What's the one thing you need to do? And perhaps one of the things you could do is... Leave us a review. (laughs) You knew that was coming, right? The buzz has gone off already. So, yeah, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher um, and share this episode. If you've got value from it, share this episode with other people. So just grab your phone, assuming you're listening to it on your phone, take a screenshot of your phone, share that on social media somewhere, tag us in, let people know the impact this has had for you. And if you let us know the impact it's had for you, guess what we might do? Send you a prize. But if you are driving... Please don't stop the. Don't drive and listen and try and take a picture. <laughs> Make sure you're safe when you send us your picture or your screenshot. Very good point. We don't want anyone coming after us because they've either had an accident or got a ticket in the post or something. I went a bit dolphin there, didn't I? I you, went a bit caring and nurturing. You did. You did. And so, a bit detailed. I know. Maybe there's some elephant in there too. <laughs> Maybe there might be. <laughs> you